you're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids Weekly Leader Training, helping you teach your kids the big story of the Bible. On this episode, we talk about Unit 31, Session 4, The Hall of Faith. So Karen, today we are looking at Hebrews 11. Last episode, last session, we were looking at Hebrews 1 through 8. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we're jumping to Hebrews 11. You mentioned last time we we talked that Hebrews is a book that many kids leaders, especially preschool leaders, probably aren't used to teaching through as much. Mm -hmm. But this might be the exception. I think Hebrews 11 could be one that our leaders might be used to teaching. It's it's the hall of faith, of course. So Mm -hmm. um, I, I think if anybody's had any interaction with teaching Hebrews, it's probably this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard not to for good reason. It, it's a great chapter. And especially for us in the Gospel Project, it's a reminder of the story of Scripture. It's it's a review, if you will, of much of what had happened in the Old Testament. So yeah. big idea of this session, God works through the faithfulness of His people. And we're seeing that in the faithfulness of this hall of faith, uh, we're being reminded, thanks to the writer of Hebrews, of how these people weren't really special, but God did special things through them for His glory, and they were faithful, and we need to recognize that and appreciate that. So again, the writer of Hebrews is making this argument that Jesus is better, and as he's driving toward his conclusion here in Hebrews 11, carrying forward, he, he wants to make it clear that faith in Jesus is also better. So faith in Jesus is better than faith in anything else. Um, and again, he draws from the Old Testament to celebrate heroes of the faith. Many we would expect, again, I would encourage you, read the Bible story in your leader guide, uh, but read Hebrews 11 beyond that because we didn't include everybody. Mm-hmm. And so as you're reading it, many of the people you would expect, but then there are some sh- surprises there um, that really either because we wouldn't expect them to make such a, you know, it's a narrow list. A lot of people yeah. in the Old Testament. <laughs> and it's like, okay, why is that person here? And and one at least that I can think of, you're like, really? I would not have expected that person to be here at all. Um, but again, so you're, you're reading through that, have some time to think about them, review any of those stories. If you're not familiar with, with some of those heroes and you will recognize many we've talked about before. So your kids would remember many of them, hopefully. So Again, the big idea with all of these people we're looking at in Hebrews 11 is they all show faithfulness to God, even through adversity. And again, that is what the writer of Hebrews is concerned about. Many of his original readers were facing adversity, thinking about quitting, giving up, and he's encouraging them, don't do that, be faithful. All right. So that's kind of the big idea where we're going. Let's talk about any areas of caution or prep time that's needed. As I've looked at the older kids and younger kids leader guides, I really didn't see anything of note. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how about you, Karen? Do, do you have anything from, from your resources in the preschool area? Yeah, well, just a general note, too, that, you know, I just want to acknowledge that faith is a really abstract concept to try to teach to, you know, kids and especially preschoolers and babies and toddlers. But I think we just I think the definition of faith in the Bible story based off, you know, the beginning of Hebrews 11, you know, that faith is believing what you haven't seen. You know, faith is trusting God. I think it's good to just hammer that home. And um, also wanted to make a note, if you have our... um, the giant timeline or even your small group timeline, this is like the perfect set session to use it because you can go back and point at all the different people on the timeline. Yeah. So I'd really encourage you to take the time to do that. Um, but then too, just some special, some activities that maybe um, 
good to prep. Um, for toddlers, they're painting with invisible ink. Again, always good to test that ahead of time, especially because I feel I've had times when I've done something with visible ink and it just goes south. So it's really good if you can test it. Nothing is worse than trying to do it and everybody's sad that their magic ink is not working. So, um, But you do, especially doing with this with, this with toddlers, you want to watch them closely because it's dealing with lemon juice. So we want to keep that out of our eyes. And then two, you know, a leader is going to be using a hair dryer. So of course you want to use that like away from the kids. So um, another thing that you probably, you know, may not have in your resource room or for the activity dressing like superheroes, um, capes, felt mask, and rolled socks, which I think the socks are so cute because it's to like make fake muscles. So <laughs> I just think that's adorable. So, but you may want to grab those things to have handy Sunday morning. And then for preschool, um, there's an activity to honor believers um, where kids are recording audio or video of them honoring somebody they know who has faith. And they'll start it out with, I want to honor you for your faith because, and then, you know, say a reason. And if you listen to, I get, was it last week, Brian, that you were talking about encouragement and Barnabas? And, um, you know, sometimes with kids, it doesn't come naturally <laughs> to honor someone. And so um, you may need to kind of coach them up a little bit, and especially for little guys, just to overcome that shyness. But then, too, again, anytime you're recording audio or video of kids, you need to follow your church's security procedures um, because that may not be allowed. So um, one other little thing to note is studying seasons is activity for preschool where you're going to need to gather books about the four seasons. Again, maybe visit the library. Um, but well, you can take a nature walk, um, but if you can't take a nature walk, you can gather some nature items to use. Yeah. So run out in your yard and grab a few things um, before Sunday. And for those of you listening in Florida, where Karen and I have both lived oh, yeah. in various places, <laughs> uh, there are four seasons, believe it or not. It's not just two seasons of hot and hotter. There are four seasons, which yeah. is delightful living in, in central Tennessee. Yeah, that's so true. I had forgotten about that. It, that was the hardest part about living in Florida, I will say. I missed the seasons. Yes. The flatness was, was not ideal either. Mm. Uh, so for those of you, you probably don't know, my wife and I, my family, we've lived in Tampa a couple of times, and we lived out outside of Gainesville. And Karen, you were more in the St. Petersburg area, no, was it? Tam the, I was in Tampa. Is, okay, you're in Tampa as well. Just a couple of years, though. Uh, yeah, so we, we both have experiences of living in Florida. And that part of Florida where, where we were, you know, just flat and hot and a lot of great things about Florida. Yeah. A lot of great things. <laughs> But missing the four seasons, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on before I get into trouble with our Florida friends. Uh, so let's talk about what we're excited about God potentially doing through this session. Um, I'll go first. This is a session where many of us, um, our first impulse might be a back starting to arch some. Because when we start thinking about lifting up people, it feels like moralism is knocking on the door. Because that's what happens in moralism a lot, that you look at people and be like so-and-so and learn from so-and-so, um, be kind like so-and-so. And we know in the Gospel Project as a team, and many of you using it, you have experienced moralism, you see its, its shortcomings and how it is not what we need to do. So we can get to the session and our first impulse might be, and we have to appreciate it, but it might be that that reluctance to what we're hearing, and we have to be careful about not going not going too far. Um, can we make the mistake 
of moralizing, yes, but we can also make the mistake of discounting what God values, and that's learning from examples of those who were faithful. That's why he gave us Hebrews 11. And so we, we, there's nothing wrong with us looking at others and seeing how did God use them and learning from that. But we have to be careful to point everything to Jesus. It's not them. We don't end there. We don't look at Abraham, for example, and say, what can I learn from Abraham and stop the discussion there? We look at how did God change Abraham? How did he use Abraham? How was Abraham faithful to God? How did he love God and so forth? Making sure we get to God through the hero that we're looking at. So I think that's part of it. But also part of it is as we look at the the hall of faith, um, these heroes, we see their sins and flaws too, or at least we're reminded of them that everybody there had issues. And so Abraham had issues. He was not the perfect example. Only Jesus is the perfect example. So I think that helps as well that we remind our kids that as we look at these heroes of the faith, they are not the ultimate hero. Jesus is that, but we can and should learn from them because that's why God gave them to us. So I think that's a good thing. It's a good reminder for our kids. Um, it's a good reminder that Christ is ultimate, but also, you know, I, I, I would hope that we're discipling kids along with parents and families such that our desire is that one day people look at them and their faithfulness and want to learn from them mm-hmm. and be encouraged by them. That's what we're after. So that's a good thing. What about you, Karen? What are you looking forward to God potentially doing? Yeah, for me, along the same lines, like I love that our faith is historical. You know, you have these saints of old who are faithful. We have a lot of people in church history that are faithful. And there's a line in a Getty song that says, like, as saints of old still line the way. And it just is encouraging to think that, like, um, it, it is really hard to have faith. I feel like in the season of life or, like, the state of our world right now, it's very difficult. We're still in the pandemic and you know, political upheaval, and um, just that we can look back and see that other believers have gone through these same things, and far worse than a lot of cases, and the Lord was faithful to them, He'll be faithful to us, you know, and we've just got to cling to Him. Um, So faith isn't easy, but it's always going to be worth it. Definitely. So a good session in store this week. Hopefully every week we provide that, uh, but a a good reminder to look, reviewing the Old Testament to a degree, uh, looking at these people of faith, and as you were sharing, understanding what faith is. So hopefully a lot of good takeaways for our preschoolers and kids this week. So I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of this podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids and preschool. And for more helpful resources, visit gospelproject.com. 